Before we get into today's episode, I just wanna let you guys know that I am doing my limited run Pyramid Plushie with Makeship. It is, like I said, limited run, so it's only here for a few weeks. You can pre-order it now at makeship.com. Go to campaigns, look for active campaigns, it's me. Link is also in the description. So quick, easy access. This year's Pyramid Plushie has got cute little purple sweater, big pyramid head, beautiful eye, and this year we've got a 3D teacup. Now, you guys know the deal. Once the pre-order ends, that's it. These are never going to be sold again. So make sure to get one while you can. Again, link is in the description box or just go to makeship.com and go to active campaigns to find my plushie. Chick-fil-A has been no stranger to controversy in its 50 years of operation. The Kathy family's strict religious values, statements, and donations have been a source of public scrutiny for nearly 10 years. Dan Cathy's homophobic comments on same-sex marriage and Chick-fil-A's millions of dollars of donations to anti-LGBTQ organizations have sparked boycotts, kiss-ins, and appreciation days alike. So how is a fast food restaurant so controversial? How do they respond to their critics and how has the controversy impacted their business? Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to the channel. I'm the Illuminati, and today we're going to be talking about Chick-fil-A. The controversy surrounding Chick-fil-A has largely been due to homophobic comments and donations and addressing the company's history of perpetuating and spreading anti-LGBT speech is going to be crucial to better understand who they are. Thank you so much for joining me today. And let's start as always with the background of the topic. How did Chick-fil-A grow to be one of the most popular restaurants in the United States? Let's get into it. Shopping in the mall, decisions big, decisions small. A shopping spree can be such fun, a happy time for Before the founding of Chick-fil-A, the company's founder, Truett Cathy, owned and operated another restaurant in Georgia by the name of Dwarf Grill, which opened in 1946. It was here that Truett Cathy, a devout Southern Baptist, first established Chick-fil-A's current well-known tradition of being closed on Sundays. It was Cathy's belief that this practice was both practical in his business and in his religion. Sundays were to be a day of rest and worship, not of work. Dwarf Grill was also the beginning of Chick-fil-A's famous and groundbreaking boneless chicken sandwich. Cathy created it by pressure cooking the chicken and the sandwich was such a hit that it became the leading concept behind Cathy's new restaurant, Chick-fil-A. The first Chick-fil-A restaurant was opened in Atlanta, Georgia in 1967 and was only a mere 384 square feet. Since then, Chick-fil-A has become one of the most well-known and monetarily successful fast food franchises in the United States. The company currently operates 2,773 locations in 48 states and territories and 1,244 cities. Chick-fil-A has also seen sales growth every year that they have been in operation. Perhaps one of the key reasons for Chick-fil-A's massive success is their unique approach to franchising. It's less expensive for a franchisee to open a Chick-fil-A than it is to open a location of almost any other chain, only $10,000. Chick-fil-A will even pay for the land and building to rent out to select franchisees too. However, just because it might be cheap to open a Chick-fil-A doesn't mean it's easy. Chick-fil-A is notoriously hyper-selective of who they choose to become a franchise owner of the business. Less than 1% of people who apply to become a franchise owner are actually selected, and the interview process is rigorous, with reports of some interview processes taking up to 12 interviews. And it can take years to find out if you've been approved or denied. Out of the more than 200,000 inquiries from franchise candidates Chick-fil-A receives annually, the company only selects between 75 to 80 per year. 
The religious values of the Cathy family also plays a role in the selection of franchise owners. One aspect of the application states that franchise owners should play an active role in your church. Operators do not need to be Christian, but must be willing to close the restaurant on Sundays, espouse Christian values, and be willing to participate in group prayers during training and management meetings. Operators are also required to disclose their marital status, and Truett Cathy has also stated that he would probably terminate the contract of an operator who has done something sinful or harmful to his family. So while you don't have to be Christian to operate a Chick-fil-A, it is heavily preferred. For the few people that are able to become franchise owners, they enjoy having more power over their business than almost any other franchise. Chick-fil-A owners are encouraged by the company to become involved in their communities and work with various local organizations, and they have the power to fire and hire their own employees. This power of allowing franchisees complete control of hiring and firing has caused many scandals and lawsuits for the company to the degree that Chick-fil-A franchises have been sued at least 12 times since 1988 for employment discrimination. For example, in 2002, Aziz Latif, a manager at a Chick-fil-A in Houston, attended a company retreat and politely declined to pray to Jesus as God on the grounds that he, Aziz, is a practicing Muslim and this would go against his religious beliefs. He was fired the next day for, according to the company, unrelated reasons. The suit was later settled, but the terms of that settlement are not public knowledge. In 2011, Brenda Honeycutt, an employee at a restaurant in Duluth, Georgia, sued the manager, Jeff Howard, alleging that he told her he was firing her so she could be a stay-at-home mother. Honeycutt was replaced with a male employee. In 2013, Chick-fil-A faced yet another lawsuit when they refused to hire a pregnant woman. Heather Morrison, who was pregnant at the time of her first interview at Chick-fil-A in Concord, North Carolina, reported being asked multiple invasive questions in her three interviews regarding her pregnancy and her plans for when she had the baby. After her third interview, she was told to call back after she had the baby and had childcare in place. Heather subsequently won a $10,000 settlement from the lawsuit. The main thing in common here is that it was the franchise owners or managers that were sued in the lawsuits, not the Chick-fil-A organization. And this is a key distinction that is gonna be very important as we go forward. Because I think this is something that's done by design. By utilizing the franchise structure, the larger private Chick-fil-A company avoids facing all of the backlash of the lawsuits in their franchise locations and all of the blame and liability falls on the owner of the franchise rather than the company themselves. Despite having over 2000 locations that are franchisees from many creeds, nationalities, races, religions, and sexualities, Chick-fil-A maintains its status as being a private family owned business. Their religious beliefs have been largely discussed and maintain an everlasting presence in the operations of and the values of the Chick-fil-A Corporation. Chick-fil-A has never been quiet about their strict Christian beliefs. Their mission statement reads, to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that is entrusted to us, to have a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is famously closed on Sundays for the day of rest and worship and is also closed on other Christian holidays such as Christmas and Easter. In 2016, Chick-fil-A even started offering a fish sandwich during Lent, the month in the Christian religions prior to Easter that requires people, particularly Catholics, to refrain from eating meat, such as chicken on Fridays. Not a lot of other companies are so adamant about their religious beliefs, nor do they typically entrench them into the operation of the company, mostly because a lot of the businesses are public, so they have to respond to board members and critics about the impact their values have on the public's perception. However, Chick-fil-A is a private business, so they don't have those problems. Chick-fil-A has been private since inception and likely will remain private for the rest of time. Reports have service that before founder Truett Cathy's death in 2014, he had his children and other family members sign contracts agreeing they will never take the company public. So let's just recap some of what we have learned thus far. 
Chick-fil-A is a wildly successful company. They're privately owned and largely consider themselves to be family oriented, largely a religious organization, which incorporates those religious beliefs into the building and maintenance of the company. So far, so good, right? Now let's get into some of the controversy surrounding those beliefs. And before we jump right into this garbage pile of controversy, let's take a quick moment to thank today's sponsors. Don't you love that feeling when you find the perfect piece of clothing that fits you, your style, and what you need it for? Well, that's what it feels like to use Stitch Fix Freestyle. Stitch Fix Freestyle is your trusted style destination where you can shop items curated to your styles, likes, and lifestyle. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a brand you already love or hoping to try something new. Stitch Fix Freestyle gives you the chance to try over 1000 personalized brands to your fit and style. And you guys know me, this is the home, this is the location, the Mecca of where I get my sweaters and what sustains my addiction to sweaters. So if you are looking for sweaters in particular, let me tell you, Stitch Fix has the hookup. Plus they've got free shipping, returns and exchanges, and you don't need a subscription to use them. So it's just use it when you need it. So get started today by filling out your style quiz at stitchfix.com casket. That's stitchfix.com casket to try Stitch Fix Freestyle stitchfix.com slash casket. Get your sweater addiction started today. The holidays are a bonkers busy time of year, so save yourself some time and some brain space with HelloFresh. They send fresh pre-measured ingredients and some great winter and holiday recipes right to your door. They've got some amazing recipes on the menu right now, like balsamic and fig beef tenderloin or pecan crusted salmon that make holiday meals feel special without the high cost of dining out or delivery. And HelloFresh Market has this season's entertaining covered with options like their holiday cheese and charcuterie board and skinny dip dark chocolate peppermint almonds. And don't forget dessert because they have you covered too. You can satisfy your sweet tooth with seasonal limited time goodies like ginger spice cake truffles and cherry cheesecake swirl bars. I love how easy it is to use their app and you can quickly determine what meals you want weeks in advance. So I know these holiday goodies are on their way and already set and ready to go because I chose it out weeks ago. So that's one of the things I love about them. So if you wanna get started, make sure you go to hellofresh.com casket14 and use code casket14 for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. That's up to 14 free meals and three free gifts at hellofresh.com casket14 and use code casket14. And as you guys know, obviously holiday season, it is the ultimate time for shopping and great deals, and even maybe to gift yourself something too. So if you're looking for a new wireless plan, it's also the season for switching phone carriers. And today's deal has got the hookup. And that's because Mint Mobile is offering one heck of a deal right now. For a limited time, when you buy any three month wireless plan, you'll get an extra three months for free, which is wild considering they offer premium service with unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data on the nation's largest 5G network. And it all starts at just $15 a month. Mint Mobile lets you choose the amount of data that's right for you so you can stop paying for data that you don't use. I've had Mint Mobile for over a year now, and it is honestly one of the easiest to use services I've ever come across. Like bills are simple, it's easy to pay, and if there's ever a problem, they are so nice. The customer service team, so nice. So for a limited time, you can buy any three month Mint Mobile plan and get three more months for free by going to mintmobile.com casket. That's mintmobile.com casket. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com casket. Since 
Since 1984, when Truett Cathy set up Windshape, a foundation funded by Chick-fil-A profits, the Cathy family has utilized its millions of dollars profit to donate to homophobic, racist, and sexist organizations. Although the Windshape Foundation has been donating to organizations like these since its inception, the public was not aware until their tax returns and the list of organizations that received donations were released in 2010. In both 2009 and 2010, Chick-fil-A and their charitable organization donated over $2 million to certain organizations, including Exodus International, the National Christian Foundation, the Family Research Council, the Marriage Family Foundation, and the American Family Association. That may have just sounded like a whole bunch of Christian sounding organizations. That doesn't mean much. Maybe that was just a jumble of words I just threw at you. So let's just break this down and talk about what some of these organizations do, shall we? The American Family Association was originally founded as the National Federation for Decency by Don Wildman, though later it changed its name to the American Family Association and is currently run by Don Wildman's son, Tim Wildman. The AFA claims to promote traditional moral values in the media. And if that's raising red flags for you, it should. A large part of the work done by the American Family Association includes combating the homosexual agenda. That's a quote. The AFA does this by publicizing and organizing boycotts of companies that have pro-gay policies. For example, AFA successfully had corporations pull ads from the show 30 something because its plot included a gay romance. Additionally, the AFA have been longtime supporters and proponents of the idea that gay people can be cured through a widely disproven conversion therapy. In 2000, the AFA released a film titled, It's Not Gay, where ex-gay activists discussed untrue and incredibly harmful statistics and theories about homosexuality. These include things like 80% of homosexual men have a sexually transmitted disease, and also things like homosexuality stems from a broken bond with parents or past sexual or physical abuse. The AFA has not only been an anti-gay organization spouting and disseminating anti-LGBTQ rhetoric across their radio shows, news channels, and pamphlets, but has also been racist, Islamophobic, and sexist in their efforts to promote traditional moral values, as they put it. For example, Tim Wildman was quoted as saying this, Islam is in fact a religion of war, violence, intolerance, and physical persecution of non-Muslims. The AFA are classified as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. The Family Research Council, also classified as a hate group, was founded in 1983 and has placed most of its efforts in denying the rights of gay people, battling against same-sex marriage, hate crime laws, and anti-bullying programs, and the repeal of don't ask, don't tell policy in the military. Similar to many other anti-gay groups, the Family Research Council relates homosexuality to pedophilia and spreads disinformation regarding the community, including that they are intolerant, hateful, spiteful, and more violent than heterosexuals. What makes the Family Research Council particularly terrifying is their employment of false policy experts who conduct and spread false research to the public and in the government. This has made the Family Research Council extremely active politically and the leaders of the Family Research Council have historically testified before Congress using their false research to prevent the passage of laws that would enforce equality for gay people. Exodus International was a nonprofit organization that utilized conversion therapy in an attempt to fix gay people and lead them away from homosexuality and on the religious and moral righteous path of heterosexuality. Conversion therapy has largely been denounced as a pseudoscientific practice for the record. So in other words, it doesn't work. In the history of conversion therapy, violent and harmful techniques have been used in an attempt to convert gay and lesbian people into heterosexuality. And that includes electroshock therapy, lobotomies, and nausea-inducing drugs. Since the early 2000s, conversion therapy instead relied on religious counseling, social skills training, and spiritual interventions. 
the American Psychiatric Association outwardly opposes conversion therapy and labels it as extremely harmful and wildly unethical. Despite this, Exodus International continued their use and support of conversion therapy in 2012 and utilized the stories of supposedly reformed gay people to spread the message that homosexuality was a disease and a sin that should and could be cured. The organization disbanded in 2013 and apologized for using conversion therapy in the past, but I'm gonna be honest here, falls on deaf ears for me. All the organizations Chick-fil-A was found to be donating to both in 2009 and 2010 exhibited hateful rhetoric towards gay members under the guise of religious values and a protection of America's, you know, quote unquote, moral values. Most of the groups also displayed hateful speech, values, and actions that were racist, sexist, and Islamophobic among many things. As if this was bad enough, in January, 2011, the media reported that Chick-fil-A was co-sponsoring a conference with the Pennsylvania Family Institute, another anti-gay organization that lobbied for Proposition 8 in California. And that would ban same-sex marriage, FYI. After the release of that information, Chick-fil-A stated in support of the PFI retreat came from a local franchise and not the company itself and that the franchise owner provided sandwiches for the retreat. So like I said earlier, there was that little one-two punch of deflection. Oh, it's not the company, it's that franchise owner. Here it is again. Now, despite the company's donations to anti-gay organizations and some organizations that have been classified as hate groups becoming public knowledge, Chick-fil-A avoided any large-scale criticism from the public in 2010 and 2011. For now, the company was safe from public moral outrage, boycotts, and widespread controversy. That is, until Dan Cathy began making statements regarding same-sex marriage, sparking outrage over not only his statements, but the history of the company's donations to anti-LGBTQ organizations. In 2012, Dan Cathy, founder Truett Cathy's son and president and CEO of Chick-fil-A, appeared on The Ken Coleman Show, which you're, you know where this is going if you know. The show garnered widespread national attention after Dan decided to comment on the topic of same-sex marriage. Dan said, quote, I think we are inviting God's judgment on our nation when we shake our fist at him and say we know better than you as to what constitutes a marriage. I pray God's mercy on our generation that has such a prideful, arrogant attitude to think that we have the audacity to define what marriage is about, end quote. The release of information that Chick-fil-A made donations to anti-LGBTQ hate groups didn't cause national outrage in 2010, but these comments most certainly did. Despite the outrage that followed, Dan doubled down. Kathy said on the show, we are very much supportive of the family, the biblical definition of the family unit. We are a family owned business, a family led business, and we are married to our first wives. We give God thanks for that. We want to do anything we possibly can to strengthen families. We are very much committed to that. We intend to stay the course. We know that it might not be popular with everyone, but thank the Lord we live in a country where we can share our values and operate on biblical principles. Now, these comments were made by Dan Cathy around the time in the US where same-sex marriage was being close to becoming legalized in all 50 states and at a time where hate crimes against gay people were on the rise. In 2011, there were 2,092 violent attacks and 30 homicides that were directed towards gay people due to their sexual orientation or gender identity. In 2012, there were 2,106 assaults and 25 homicides. Of these cases, only 50% of those interviewed said they reported the incidents to the police, and half of those who had reported it said that the police were hostile to the report and took no action other than threaten the reporting individual further. As both hate crimes and the likelihood of same-sex couples gaining the right to marry rising, it's not surprising that Dan Cathy's comment made national news sparking very heated debates. After Cathy's remarks, both boycotts and counter-boycott efforts began nationally at Chick-fil-A locations. 
Former governor of Arkansas and then Fox News host Mike Huckabee began a campaign of counter boycott efforts to support Chick-fil-A on social media and suggested today that everyone buys from Chick-fil-A. It was called Chick-fil-A Appreciation Day and it actually still takes place to this day. The original Chick-fil-A Appreciation Day was set for August 1st in 2012. Over 600,000 people RSVP'd to go buy a Chick-fil-A sandwich on August 1st and counter protest on Facebook. The day resulted in about a 12% increase of profits for Chick-fil-A from what normal business would have gained on that day previously. Gay people and allies held kiss-ins where same-sex partners kissed in front of Chick-fil-A locations as a sign of protest and urged allies and members of the LGBTQ community to stop eating at Chick-fil-A. Organizers of National Same-Sex Kiss Day said they wanted to show Chick-fil-A that everyone deserves to be able to fall in love, start a family, and take their children to eat a fried chicken after a soccer match. One Chick-fil-A in Los Angeles was vandalized with the words, tastes like hate, spray painted on the side of the business. Employees of Chick-fil-A who identified as members of the gay community were instructed by the company to remain quiet in the face of protests and the scandal, but many spoke out. Most of the employees who chose to speak to the press regarding the situation asked to remain anonymous, both out of fear of losing their jobs and out of fear of retaliation. One employee who spoke to the press said the reaction from the public has been hard to swallow and described stories of people coming into the store saying horrific and homophobic comments such as, I'm so glad you don't support the queers, I can eat in peace. And then on the other hand, being yelled at by other people who called him a God-loving, conservative, homophobic Christian. Many employees quit either due to the assumptions or following harassment of them by gay supporters who widely seem to assume that anyone who worked at Chick-fil-A shared the homophobic values of the company or because of the homophobic language and jokes that became increasingly common at their workplace. Unfortunately, it seems the employees suffered the most from the backlash since despite the effort of LGBTQ plus supporters, Chick-fil-A sales continued to grow. Following Dan Cathy's comments and the ongoing protests surrounding Chick-fil-A, the Jim Henson company who provided the kids meal toys at Chick-fil-A announced it would no longer work with them. At virtually the same time, Chick-fil-A announced that the kids toys were being recalled due to safety issues. A sign displayed in a Chick-fil-A restaurant in Plano, Texas was posted on Twitter and it read, we apologize for any inconvenience, but as of 7-9-2012, Chick-fil-A voluntarily recalled all of the Jim Henson's Creature Shop Puppet Kid Meal toys due to a possible safety issue. Please be advised that there may not have been any cases in which a child has actually been injured. However, there have been some reports of children getting their fingers stuck in the holes of the puppets. Around this time, the organization also closed the Windshape Foundation and opened a new charity organization called Chick-fil-A Foundation. Chick-fil-A promised two things to the public. One, the organization would suspend donations to anti-LGBTQ plus organizations from then onward. And two, they would remain out of the conversation regarding same-sex marriage and LGBTQ plus equality. Steve Robinson, executive vice president of marketing stated, going forward, Chick-fil-A's intent is to leave the policy debate over same-sex marriage to the government and the political arena. And that would have been where this episode stopped if that was a factually accurate statement. But despite stopping donations to the outwardly anti-LGBTQ plus groups, Chick-fil-A continued donating to other groups that had been criticized for being anti-gay and Dan Cathy himself continued to speak about same-sex marriage. He just couldn't shut up. In 2013, after the Supreme Court decision of the case United States v. Windsor was struck down section three of the Defense of Marriage Act, which defined marriage as a union between one man and one woman, Dan Cathy took to Twitter. He tweeted, sad day for our nation. Founding fathers would be ashamed of our gen to abandon wisdom of ages, re cornerstone of strong societies. The tweet was quickly deleted, but as we all know, the internet lives on forever. 
In August, 2013, a man by the name of Floyd Lee Corkins II, armed with a nine millimeter and a carrier bag with Chick-fil-A sandwiches, walked into the Family Research Council headquarters in Washington, DC. He ended up getting in a fight with a security guard named Leo Johnson, who he shot in the arm before the gun was wrestled away from him and he was detained. Floyd Lee Corkins II later pleaded guilty to three felonies and in an interview with the FBI and in his plea agreement stated that he intended to smother Chick-fil-A sandwiches in their faces. Following these events in 2014, Dan Cathy stated he felt guilty for bringing the company into the debate. And he vowed once again that he was going to stay out of the discussion of same-sex marriage. The controversy surrounding Chick-fil-A seemed to widely quiet down despite a few protests happening in New York in 2015 when the company opened its first location in the state. The protests at the first location were small and the company continued opening locations across. In 2016, some franchise owners even announced their plans to support gay advocacy organizations. One franchise owner announced plans to support a gay film festival in their city and another donated 200 sandwiches to an Iowa gay pride picnic in June. With the controversy dying down and some franchise owners outwardly supporting LGBTQ organizations, it seemed that Chick-fil-A was in the clear and could go on with business as usual. That is of course, until 2017. And that's because in 2017, Chick-fil-A, once again, faced backlash when their tax returns were obtained by LGBTQ equal rights organization, Equality Now, and it found that Chick-fil-A was donating roughly $1.8 million to three groups with a history of anti-gay discrimination. This included the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Salvation Army, and the Paul Anderson Youth Home. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes received about $1.6 million from Chick-fil-A. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes is an international nonprofit Christian sports ministry that was founded in 1954. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes has been widely criticized for two statements. It has its leaders sign and recite. One, they require leaders to sign a purity pledge, which is a vow to avoid heterosexual sex outside of marriage, nor any homosexual act. And the statement of faith for the organization reads, we believe that marriage is exclusively the union of one man and one woman. Chick-fil-A emphasized that the kids who attend the camp are not forced to sign the purity pledge, but its existence and the faith statement clearly show the values of that organization and their distaste towards homosexuality. The Salvation Army also received $150,000 from Chick-fil-A. The Salvation Army has a long history of anti-LGBTQ discrimination, which we have discussed in a previous episode, and you can find it linked below. Historically, the church has not been quiet on their negative views on homosexuality, stating scripture opposes homosexual practices by direct comment and also by clearly implied disapproval. Attempts to establish or promote such relationships as viable alternatives to heterosexuality-based family life do not conform to God's will for society. They also have a history of denying contracts and turning down services in places that require their city contractors to provide spousal benefits to same-sex partners and other non-discrimination ordinances. Their media relations director also once claimed that gay people, quote, deserve death. So once again, the Salvation Army hasn't exactly been quiet on their anti-gay values. Yet another organization, the Paul Anderson Youth Home, received $6,000 from Chick-fil-A. The Paul Anderson Youth Home is a Christian residential home for teenagers and has been accused of telling the young boys in their care that same-sex marriage is a rage against Jesus Christ and his values. According to Chick-fil-A, they had stopped contributing to the Paul Anderson Youth Home before the release of their tax returns after a blog post from the group from 2010 that Chick-fil-A said does not meet Chick-fil-A's commitment to creating a welcome environment to all. So while yes, Chick-fil-A did stop their donations to Christian groups that either have been designated as a hate groups or too outwardly homophobic, their donations continued going to organizations with a history of this type of discrimination. 
After yet another wave of criticism, protests, and editorials by LGBTQ plus activists, Chick-fil-A announced they have officially stopped their donation to the Salvation Army and the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in 2019. However, in the same year, Dan Cathy wrote a letter to the president of the American Family Foundation after a petition was signed to address Chick-fil-A's change in their donation structure. Dan Cathy wrote to Tim Wildman and said, we understand how some thought we were abandoning our longstanding support of faith-based organizations. We inadvertently discredited several outstanding organizations that have effectively served communities for years. The AFA seemed to understand the letter from Dan Cathy as an apology to the Christian organizations that have been defunded and a promise to continue supporting the organizations, if not monetarily, at least support their ideals. However, the response from the AFA did not bring to light that Chick-fil-A was donating to the Covenant House, a ministry for homeless youth that does not discriminate against gay youth. And according to Tim Wildman, openly promotes homosexuality as normal, natural, and healthy. The AFA weren't the only organization that had criticism for Chick-fil-A suspending their donations to the Salvation Army and the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. The Salvation Army also voiced their concern after the donations were suspended. The organization said they were deeply saddened by Chick-fil-A's choice to suspend funding and said that the criticisms of the Salvation Army as being anti-gay were misinformation spread by the public. Again, if you wanna see the breakdown of what they did, and I warn you, it is, when I'm telling you it is extremely graphic, it's extremely graphic, but the episode is linked. Anyway, they released a statement saying, we serve more than 23 million members a year, including those in the LGBTQ community. Now, despite separating themselves from the anti-gay organizations, Chick-fil-A is one of the only organizations in the United States that still does not have workplace projections based on sexuality. The human rights campaign responded to Chick-fil-A suspending donations to the Salvation Army, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and the Paul Anderson Youth Home stating, while this is an important step for Chick-fil-A, the company still does not have workplace protections and policies that are fully inclusive to LGBTQ people. We look forward to the day when Chick-fil-A's commitment to welcoming all is reflected in their workplace policies and practices by including explicit sexual orientation and gender identity non-discrimination protections. In the non-discrimination statement on Chick-fil-A's website, they do not list gender identity or sexual orientation as being protected from employment decisions at Chick-fil-A. In that same year, Chick-fil-A expanded to Canada for the first time in the company's history. In the first store opening in Toronto, the store's grand opening was met by protests organized by the 519, an LGBTQ advocacy group in Toronto who stated, "'We want to make the population aware of where their money is going if they decide to support the establishment.'" The protesters also wrote in chalk on Chick-fil-A, your money supports hate. A few counter protesters were also present at the opening, many of which stating that they are there because they stood for freedom and the people protesting were bullies. Chick-fil-A was also blocked from opening restaurants in San Antonio and Buffalo, New York airports. In San Antonio, city councilman Roberto Trevino was the leading voice in the effort to ban the restaurant from the airport due to their past contributions, stating, San Antonio is a city full of compassion and we do not have room in our public facilities for a business with a legacy of anti-LGBTQ behavior. The Federal Aviation Association investigated this on the grounds that the airports discriminated against the company based on their religion. While they were not forced to by the FAA, the San Antonio airport decided to offer a lease to Chick-fil-A after the investigation was opened. Ryder University in New Jersey also stated that they would never consider bringing Chick-fil-A onto their campus, despite students who were polled saying they would like to see it brought to campus. Ryder President Gregory J. Delomo and Vice President for Student Affairs Leona Feneberg wrote a letter to students stating that, Chick-fil-A was removed as one of the options based on the company's record widely perceived to be in opposition to the LGBTQ community. 
Despite all the controversy that has followed Chick-fil-A over the last 10 years and the LGBTQ advocacy efforts to make the company be held accountable for their discriminatory history, the company has continued to grow and their sales never seem to be impacted by the uproar from the public and the promise to boycott. Chick-fil-A sales have grown every year since their inception and they continue to be one of the leading franchises in the United States. In 2019 alone, Chick-fil-A sales were estimated to be about $11.3 million, which was a 13% increase from 2018. In 2020, Chick-fil-A was named America's favorite restaurant chain for the sixth year in a row after half a million consumers were asked to evaluate fast food chains. Dan Cathy eventually stepped down as CEO from Chick-fil-A in 2021, and his son, Andrew Cathy, stepped up as the company's new CEO. As of now, Chick-fil-A still claims to have stopped donating to openly anti-LGBTQ organizations and seemingly also has begun donating to organizations that even support gay youth. But we will wait and see what Dan Cathy's statement that the organization will continue to give faith-based and other organizations means to them in the future. With all of that being said, that's where I'm going to end today's episode of The Corporate Casket. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure you're liking, following, and subscribing so you can stay up to date on all the latest episodes the moment they come out. If you'd like to connect with me outside of these episodes, check out my Linktree link in the description box. It's a neat orderly list for all of my social media, including my Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Discord server, you name it, it's all there, including my limited edition plushie. And if you wanna even take it to the next level, I have finally opened a Patreon. We've had it open for about a month now. All of the patrons so far, you guys have been absolutely fantastic. I love every single one of you and I I am enjoying it so much. It is so, so nice to just hang out with y'all. So if you wanna join that community, very chill, very awesome. Check out the Patreon link as well. I wanna thank you all for spending some time here with me today. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye.